your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And on today's episode, a couple things to get to. We have a really good article in The Athletic from Peter Baugh about Nazem Kadri, uh, kind of like a behind-the-scenes kind of look on how things went for him after the trade from Toronto to Colorado. And does this, I mean, in reading it, if you subscribe to Athletic and you read it and you kind of like read between the lines, does it mean anything in terms of his unrestricted free agency that is right around the corner? We'll talk about that. We put up Instagram questions or people sent us Instagram questions um, and we will get to those. And then the yearly NHLPA player poll, uh, we'll get to that as well. Kind of like a fun thing that they do. They ask them a bunch of questions. And they answer much like we just did on Instagram. So it's a question and answer type of uh, episode today, I guess. But first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LLPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir, let's start with your favorite player, <clears throat> Mr. Nazem Kadri uh, back in action recently. And I think we are all looking forward to how the playoffs go for him this year on a number of levels. One, just because the abs need him. And two, I think a lot of people are always going to be there, arms folded, uh, you know, saying, when's the next hit coming? You know what I mean? Um, but if you read that Peter Ball article that's over on The Athletic, it's really good. If, if you follow the Avs day in, day out, uh, it's, I, I guess it's nothing new. Uh, but it, with the exception of you, kind, you get a, a, a firsthand experience, more or less from his wife, about how yeah. he took it being traded and, uh, from Toronto to Colorado. And he kind of, you know, the, the interesting thing about it is the the phone call from Toronto Maple Leafs GM Kyle Dubas to Nazem Kadri was less than a minute. Called him up. You know, that's that's a guy who, who gave you 10 years. Yeah. And in less than a minute, you're like, hey, you're traded. You know, so long. Thanks for all the fish. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> And so, like, you get a really good uh, firsthand experience from his wife, and she was pregnant. I think she gave birth two or three days after that they told him mm-hmm. he was traded. A lot of good things from that aspect. So you have him, and he was upset about it, obviously. Mm-hmm. So you have him, you know, being traded from Toronto when he didn't want to be, and he felt like they gave up on him because of what had happened in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to Colorado, has that hit against uh, St. Louis gets suspended again. We all know the story. And a lot of people were calling for Colorado to trade him because Mm -hmm. this is his MO and he's fighting like heck for it to not be. Yeah. So what does Joe Sackick do? He does the opposite of what Toronto does. They support him. They back him. So my question is, does the, in, in reading that, 
does that affect his unrestricted free agency? Because he's having a hell of a year and everybody's like, oh, he's due for an increase. So if if do you think he goes to Colorado like Joe Sackick and says, look, like I, I, I know I'm doing increase, but I'm not going to make it crazy because you guys backed me. So I'm yeah. going to make this a, a team friendly deal and not ask for the moon. Yeah. And you can kind of see it with his production this year. Um, it's completely different than it was last year. Um, he's focusing more on and Like you can see it with his numbers. He's focusing more on the hockey IQ and everything that's going on in the game. Um, and you can see that with like his offensive production and everything that's going on. And it's like, he's repaying the favor because everybody was more than happy to let him go to Seattle, um, m- make him an off season move. Like, after the playoffs last year, there was a large amount of the fan base that were ready to move on from Nazem Kadri because it was more of the same. Sakic did the opposite, like you said, and Naz has already changed his game, been a lot smarter, been a lot more efficient, been out of the penalty box a lot, which is surprising. And he's not gooning it up in games that he should. So when it comes to, like, we've always said, like, come to the assumption that, yeah, he's going to go after money. But after you see this Peter Baugh article in The Athletic, it, you kind of really think about it. Like, maybe he's going to be another one of those that, you know, have the loyalty, like the quote-unquote hometown discount. Like, you stuck up for me, and I'll help you out. Because there's a couple of UFAs that are in that same boat Yeah, that can make the same case. Well, we, we talked about we talked about one, I think last week or a couple weeks ago. Or, yeah, I think it was last week about Don the mm-hmm. Does he do the same thing in, in a different way? But thank the avalanche for, you know, not giving up on him, reinvigorating his yeah. career. You know what I mean? Like, and he seems like a guy who has some loyalty to him. I think he's going to want an increase talking about Nachuskin. Uh, but again, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, here's my number. Let's see if we can make this work. And maybe, you know, it's very rare where guys turn down. Like, look at look at uh, Philip Grubauer. <laughs> if yeah. guys are given an, an astronomical number, not that he was. I mean, I, the, the abs and him were close. <clears throat> but if there's a team that is giving, like, if, if for whatever they can give, like Nachuskin, and there's another team out there that's giving him, like, $2 million more per year, that's very tough to turn down. Then it comes to yeah. what, what do I want? Like, am I okay with the money and I just want the championships? Then I'll stay. And I think the same goes for Kadri. I think a lot will come down to this year for him. If oh, yeah. they, if they win it this year, he can check that off. And then I feel like he goes and cashes in somewhere else. It's kind yeah. of just my gut feeling. And you, you read in the article, like he, he didn't really give much thought to Colorado or the Colorado avalanche while he's playing in Toronto. And when he got traded there, obviously it was a shock. He's made Denver and Colorado his home. He loves mm-hmm. it there. You have to take that into account too. So yep. I, I don't know. It, 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 I, like I said, I think a lot depends on, on this year. If, if they don't win it, I could see him saying like, this team is too good. And I need, I have some unfinished business here. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Let, let, you know, I, I, I deserve a bump because of how I'm producing for you guys. But like I said earlier, like I'm not going to make it so astronomical where it's going to prevent us from signing those guys to help us win, which is why I'm staying here in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, and you get that with all three of them. Uh, we've talked about Darcy Kemper, Don Nachushkin, and we've talked about Nazem Kadri, all with that loyalty. And it's, I completely agree with you. It's on, a, if they get past the second round, the chances of them sticking around are a little bit higher. If they make it to the conference finals, it's a little bit higher. You get to the Stanley Cup, I would say it's about 50-50 at that point. If they win, that's where age comes into play. Like Darcy Kemper and Nas are a little bit older, mm -hmm. so they've got that cup. Do they want to go home? Do they want to find a place to settle down for good? Like Val, he could still come back. Out of the three of the UFAs, I believe Val would be the one to come back depending on the playoff success. If it's a first-round exit, all three, who knows? Um, yeah. yeah well, then, then it would come down to two facets. What players want to come back and, you know, this unfinished business mantra. And yeah. do guys like Joe Sackick say, like, do we need to kind of blow this up because it's we haven't made it past X yeah. round? <clears throat> so, but I don't know. Yeah, who wants – if you're one of those three players – do you want to be part of that process? Yes. I, yeah. And I, I as we, we were talking about Darcy Kemper too, like, you know, you, you, I think he's, <laughs> you know, he's respecting the team for what they had to give up to get him. Mm -hmm. And he's had a great year. So he's another one. He's going to get thrown a lot of money and it, it'll come down to money or winning. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times money does win out. I got to say, you know, most of the time money does win out, but I don't know. I think, I just feel like it's a different, mentality here for this avalanche team um they kind of they've been compared to like you know pittsburgh penguins teams where yeah they kind of can deal with players and give them a little bit less money for you know th this franchise that everybody loves there you know you're gonna be beloved in that town and they've made it work there and they're successful obviously so i think the Avalanche are going down that road but it's going to be really interesting because the Avs can't just overpay for these guys just to keep them. It, it's, it doesn't work that way with yeah. the NHL salary cap. They want to keep them. And I think these guys want to stay, but they are going to want fair market value. And that's where it's going to be an interesting offseason. Yeah. And it all comes down to where this team finishes in the postseason. If it's yeah. one step back, do you want to be part of a rebuilding process and continually well, hitting a wall? Like it's, I wouldn't, you're, you're, I wouldn't use the term rebuild. Well, it's but you're you're putting the team back together because like this is basically a rebuild from last year. You don't have Sod, you don't have Don School, you don't have Pierre Edward Belmar. Like there's still okay, a retooling so, process of yeah, yeah. the team. Right, like okay. you're still mixing pieces around. Next year, if the you if you're out in the first round, you're going to have to do more significant moves to improve on this team. Mm -hmm. But if it's a third, like a conference final exit you still believe on where this team's going and you're like one more year, one more piece. And then you take a little bit less because let's get that one more piece. Yeah. The same thing if you are exiting the Stanley cup, but if you win a cup with this team, do you want to do it one more time? Let's run it back right. one more or, yeah. Hey, I got my hardware. I'm going to go to X team retire there. I'm fine. It's a good point. Cause you always be like, if they do win it, it's like, okay, like you said, let's go in another, let's create, mm -hmm. A kind of a dynasty here let's get, do we yep. want to be part of that man <clears throat> a lot a lot to think about yeah. when it comes to uh some of these unrestricted if you have uh the athletic definitely go read the article it is it is a good read and like i said it gives you kind of <clears throat> excuse me some of those behind the scenes moments for his family 
um, mm-hmm. in Toronto and, and then leaving there and a little bit of his history as a kid too. So uh, it's really good, really, really good article. So check it out. Um, all right, let's hear from Shady Rays and then we'll get to some Instagram questions. All right. So Shady Rays, ooh, very nice, sir, uh, is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of a $200 pair of sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames and premium high-end finishes. If you're not watching on YouTube, I think everybody needs to convert over there right now. Uh, Also, something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Rays' insane protection program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair they will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened give them a try and if you don't love them you'll be paying nothing it's as simple as that plus 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in america when you shop with shady rays exclusively for our listeners head to shadyrays.com and use the promo code locked on to get 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses that code is locked on for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. Man, <clears throat> that's uh, that's t- when, I, when I got split screen, when I got you over here and I got the ad read over here, That's I, I'd rather watch uh, Shaggy doing some dancing. <laughs> but I got to get some business done. So, all right. Uh, Instagram time. We threw up... Uh, a question and answer thing up over on Instagram. And we got some good questions there. Um, let's start, I guess, right at the beginning. And I'm this time I'm going to try to get the people who asked the question. Last time I wasn't utilizing it properly. So this is from uh, Ty Moreland. Um, and he kind of breaks it up into two questions. He says he's a first season abs fan uh, who has Welcome. been the, the, who has been the biggest miss these past games uh, and he, meaning who have the abs missed the most between Taves, Kadri, Rantanen and Landis Gog. Um, honestly, if you're going off just evidence so far, cause we still haven't seen like Miko and Landis Gog, you'd have to say Taze um, just because Kadri has taken him a little bit to get back. Like Taze, as soon as he hit the ice, like it's noticeable. Yeah. Um, his contributions just, I mean, bring it on. Welcome back, Taser. I think when each of these guys, like one at a time comes back, you're going to be like, oh, that we missed that guy a lot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. we missed that. And then because they're coming back like one at a time. Rantanen's yeah. coming back Thursday night. And you're like, oh, yeah, see what he brings to the team. Uh, <clears throat> and I commented within this uh, question. I said, you know, for me, it, it's just noticeable when you're missing your captain as long as he's been out. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like uh, in more ways than one, you know, he, what he does on the ice is well-documented, well-known. He brings that dynamic to the team and he is a team captain and yeah. what he does on the bench, how he, you know, interacts with the team. He's still doing that. Just it's, it's different when he's not there in uniform on the ice. So for me, and the power though, play looks a lot different without him too. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. So for all those guys, you miss all of them. Uh, but I got to go captain for that. So um, Nick Bischel asked, what power play zone entrance would you use? Uh, that's not the drop back pass. We talk about that often. How Wait a minute, there, there's something else there. There, believe it or not, if you just watch the avalanche, there is more ways than one to uh, bring in the Get puck out of here on the offensive zone for a power play. Uh, 
I'm not saying abandon the slingshot pass. Yeah. It, it, it does have some value, especially when you have someone like Nathan McKinnon doing that. The problem is when you know it's coming, it's very mm-hmm. easy to defend. And I'm just, I'm shocked at how often the avalanche run that knowing the other team knows it's coming. So if yeah. you have just like three different plays, that's all you need. Have that be one of them. And when the other team doesn't know which one's coming, you have the advantage. The Avalanche do not have the advantage. I'm sorry. No. They don't. When, when they're running that play over and over and over again, it's just not happening. And honestly, the easiest fix that you could possibly do with what you're saying right there is, you know how like usually it's Kale that takes it up to about center ice and everybody gangs up on that blue line and they're waiting. Here comes the drop back. Kale, just take it. Well, and he's done that. There's times Just where he's go. looking for the drop back pass and the defender is cheating so much. He's almost near Nathan McKinnon and he's like, all right, fine, I'll take it. And he'll, and he'll go, which is dumb on the defensive side because we all know Kale McCarr's puck handling and edge work like that, yeah. you know, fi- okay, fine. I'll take that every time, but you need to have, w- when you do that slingshot pass, the danger in that is it's one guy cutting through four. Yeah. You need to offset that to have a three man forward advance and have that. You need to have the numbers and the abs don't when they run that play. So you need to have Kale McCarr can be one of them. Normally it's three forwards, but when you have Kale McCarr as good as he is, you have him with two guys flanking him and you typically pass it to a wing and let the defense (laughs) go to one of the sides, whatever side they're on. And then you can do so many things from there because you have opened up ice on the other side of the ice on center ice. You can fling it in and have a hard pass, which, uh, you know, whips around the boards to who's on the other. There's so many things you can do, but when you have the one slingshot pass, bringing it in, you're limiting yourself to what you can do. They could keep the same style and formation that they're usually doing. And like that everyone in the league knows exactly what they're doing and they could turn it into like the equivalent of a read option in like college football, like you can make so many different plays and adjustments, like knock it up to one of those guys sitting at the blue line, just out of the blue to see what happens. Like what's the worst that can happen? Like you could go with that (laughs) drop back pass or kale could keep it. You have three options you could do in that same formation that everybody's automatically thinking Nathan McKinnon's about to get this puck. So we're just going to sit here and wait for him. Catch them on their heels. You could take that yeah. same power play and just yeah. <clears throat> do three different things. Yeah, because it, you have to read the defenders on where they're going. If you have those three forwards going forward and you pass it to one of them on the wing along the boards, a, something has to happen. A defender mm-hmm. either has to take him. That leaves other guys open on the other end, which, again, you can yep. sail it around or make a couple passes to go the other side and bring all we're looking for is an, an entry. We're not looking yep. for something to, to you know, uh, to, to formulate that's just going to lead to an immediate shot on goal. What you want is to gain the zone. Yep. And, and I, I'm just baffled at how the Avalanche constantly run this back over and over and over again. And if they were successful in doing it over and over again, then fine. I'm not going to argue it, but they're not. They're not. So please, like you need to change it up. So that could be an entire episode on different plays that you could run to get it in. And all I'm asking for is the average to come up with three different ones and rotate them somehow, because then you'll have the defense guessing and you just gain the zone every single time. 
So I don't know if that answers your question, Nick, but uh, we'll talk about it. The Twitter space. Yeah. He's an OG. He is. He is. All right. Uh, Jack, Jake Jackman says, how can I convince my wife to let me buy more abs jerseys? Uh, <laughs> I jokingly, I put up foot rubs up for mm-hmm. an answer for him. I mean, how do you, how do you, you know what the easiest way to do is? And I don't know if she does this or not. I'm, I'm guessing because you have to convince her that she's not watching them with you. If you just have her watch the games and she can see firsthand how amazing this sport is and how great this team is, maybe she'll be like, you know what? You're right. Just go get, you know what? And while you're at it, get me one too. Yeah. I, and I'm not anyone to give relationship advice. So <laughs> run with what Chris says. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sun sun's to 303. If the abs make a deep run, who do you think steps up beyond the top six? Let's go for it. That'd be a newie. That'd be new hook. Really? I mean, he'll be interesting to watch because this will be his first, you know, real, you know, playoff yeah, but... where he's had a lot of time. You know, he played the whole season. So he's a little bit more comfortable. And let's see how he and goes in the playoffs. He's been building all year and like that. Um, I think it was Abe Kubel and New Hook in that St. Louis game. They were they were working on some stuff. I, I think we're going to be talking a lot about New Hook when the playoffs roll around. For me, I, I and you know this, but I I always feel like JT Comfort kind of picks it up a little bit mm. in the playoffs. Um, not so much last sure. year, but um, I do. I think he's one of those guys that understands like this. You know, we're on a good team, and it's not a given to make the postseason every single year. So I feel like he does. I feel like he steps it up a little bit in the postseason. So on the bottom six. As far as the bottom six guys goes, uh, I would look for JT Comfort to make a big contribution to that. So, uh, Skier Man 292194, fully healthy. How do our forward lines look? Do you keep Landy, Rantanen, and McKinnon together? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I know. I know what, you know, people kind of want to do break them up, maybe drop Rantanen down just to, to, strengthen lines and i get all that and the way i answered him on instagram anyway was i don't do that in the beginning in the beginning you you need to make a statement early and the best way to do that is have those three together yeah you and the thing is you gotta think like in playing fantasy hockey like that's great that's wonderful like split them up it works but bednar's reaction when things don't go well is put them back together and it's going to be hard to have one of them short shifting and then have everyone's minutes kind of off. And it's all it, you're missing two or three shifts, getting everything back to normal. So just start them out that way and keep them that way. Got it. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a long Instagram name, but I can get Phil out of it. So I think it's Phil, 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 Phil. <laughs> Abs win the Stanley cup. If blank. If this team believes in what they can do and they do what they do, as long as like this team knows what they're capable of. And when they have that fire and that mojo, they could beat anybody. But once they start getting cerebral and in their own head, then it gets iffy. I like that answer is like, you know, the mental side of things. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, obviously we don't, we hope this doesn't happen, but if the abs like lose game one, uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the, the fan base is going to be up in our every single game in the postseason is life or death. So if you lose that first one for whatever reason, um, it's going to be like, oh, God, we're, panic yep. time. 
And while the team won't do that, you know, you do wonder from afar what's going through their heads if that were to happen. Um, So yeah, you, you mentally, you don't want to change anything. Like you, you don't want to panic and start playing differently, play your game. Even if you're down in the series, one to nothing, continue to play your game. And you know, it's going to be difficult for another team to beat you four times when you're playing your style of hockey. And we play the team against us on the ice and not the referee. Yes, I 100% agree with that. You can't go down that road because then that's just that, – that's a horror show for the current game and down the road because you're not going to get the calls then either. For mm-hmm. me, I, I told him um, the, the playoffs come down to goaltending. It, it really true. does. You're going to get your goals from this team. Uh, and that's true for every team. You know what I mean? Goaltending goal is – it just gets amped up and, you know, it's like pitching in the postseason for baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and there's a lot of questions, you know, you have a lot of questions about this team in the postseason. Can, can Kadri not commit uh, a flagrant penalty to get suspended? Yes. I think we, we can all, I don't want to say assume, but know that he's not going to do anything egregious. And a lot of people are looking at Darcy Kemper and can yep. he continue his regular season into the postseason, which they're questions. They are questions. So, um, and finally, our good friend Beth says, hey. wager, abs win the cup. I'll get a jersey. Who should I get? Which is a good question because if someone's never bought an avalanche jersey, do you go current or do you go like one of the legends from, from yesteryear? If this team wins a cup and this is your first avalanche jersey, mm-hmm. You get Landis Gog with the Stanley Cup patch. I, see, I, I was thinking the same thing. You go captain with the patch is nice. Okay, I can't I can't argue that. Yeah, that's okay. like this was this is his cup. Like this so Gabe Landis Gog will signify this Stanley Cup win, regardless of his production. Yeah. This is that's the jersey you go after. I think that's I think that's the right answer. So all right. Um, let us know if your answers to any of those. Hit us up on, I'm sure, YouTube. Our YouTube fam will be uh, posting their responses to all those questions, too. So, all right. Let's hear from Bet Online and then uh, knock out this NHLPA player poll, which is kind of fun. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs. Uh, yeah. And I was say baseball playoffs. Like, no, that's a long way away. We still got a while for that. Uh, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. There it is. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. It's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. NHLPA polls their players and uh this year's poll was released you can go to the nhlpa.com website and they throw them up there i don't know there's like maybe like a dozen questions we're not gonna hit every single one of these but um they kind of ask questions like you know here's one if you need to win one game who is the one goalie you would want and want on your team um so things like that like i think vasilevsky is going to get that till the end of days maybe just can Comes yeah, play. but um, they ask him stuff like this. So there's some kind of fun ones about who has the best ice and things like that. Uh, we'll kind of jump around to some of these that include avalanche players. 
And here's one. If you need to win one game, who is the one skater you would want on your team? Connor McDavid running away 42%. Sidney Crosby, 17%. Victor Hedman is third at 6.7. Uh, Barkoff at 3.5. And our good old Nathan McKinnon comes in at 3.3. Should he be higher on that list? Definitely over Barkov. Yeah. I mean, they're point like, two tenths apart from each other, but yeah. Florida and their votes. <laughs> um, do they look at the Chads in this? In the yeah, there's voting? a hanging Chad there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but Victor Hedman coming in third there. Hey, I mean, you he, know, he honestly, has... I, yeah, you really can't argue with that one. Like Hedman, he's got a long, like yeah. he, he, he's, he could take it over. Um, who is the best stick handler? Patrick Kane wins that running away 57%. Connor McDavid in second at 22 and third place, Nathan McKinnon, 5.3. And we've been critical of Nathan McKinnon's stick handling. Sometimes he overhandles the stick. Yeah. But he is a very good stick handler. And talk about falling off a mountain with those percentages. Like, yes. Patrick Kane gets like a 55% of that pie. And then McJesus with 22.8. And then here comes Nate the Great with 5.3. Like, so, Yeah, if Kane like, and McDavid make up basically 75% of all votes. That's a consolation prize there, Nate. Like, and yeah, he's either really good or really too good with the puck. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That also that just felt weird in that poll. Yeah. Um, where is let's see, what's this one here? Uh, which player do you wish you could shoot like? There's no abs on here, believe it or not, in the top six anyway. Uh, Ovechkin wins it. And I mean, he's got a good shot. Don't get me wrong. He's got yeah, I would love to play hockey and my career be standing in a, the face-off <laughs> circle waiting on somebody to pass it to me. Um, I don't know, man. Like that would be I, a Kale McCarr category. Well, this is where this is one where I I I'm a little bit shocked. Kale McCarr is not on here. Who's the most complete player? Sidney Crosby wins it at twenty nine and a half percent. Barkoff. At 20 and a half, Bergeron. Barkov love coming. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Bergeron, 19 and a half, Connor McDavid at nine, and Anze Kopitar at at 2.6. What what is and maybe it's just because Kale McCarr is, you know, he's still young. I feel like in the next year or two, he is going to ascend up this specific question. Yeah. Where's his where's his deficiencies? I, I can't, I don't know. Like, I honestly, like, looking at the results of that poll, like, Kale McCarr should be in the Kopitar spot because Kopitar's not even the best player on his team. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it's just an odd one. It's nothing, like, he he's not the same Kopitar that you know. Like, I don't know if that is a (laughs) see you later, Kopitar. Good luck with the rest of your life after your career. But Mm. that's a Kale McCarr category. Yeah. Uh, which NHL arena has the best ice? Uh, and I've heard this before, just to kind of like in pat, not, not in any like deep conversations I have with people, but the Bell Center in Montreal, I've heard is uh, the, the best ice. The top three here are Canadian. Is that any shock? Uh, Bell Center in Montreal, Rogers Place in Edmonton, um, and the, can, uh, the Canada Life Center in Winnipeg, the top three. But the fourth one, Earth shocked me. Earth shocked me. 
T-Mobile for Vegas. Anything to do with Vegas and just down on right now. So I'm sure it's a lovely now. Arena. Like I understand uh, Minnesota being in there. Um, they should know a thing or two. And right. MSG also was a shock. I did not think that that would be premium ice. Yeah. But, but it's low. It's like 2.8%. So it's not like it's. I want to know like all of them. They don't give you all of them. I wish they'd give you. They give the you the of percentage of the other votes. And it was 19.8. Yeah. Voted other. Yeah. I want to know what those other are. Uh, Bennington um, probably wouldn't vote for Colorado after his complaints with uh, ball arena eyes. Yeah. No, whatever. <laughs> uh, which player do you least enjoy playing against, but would like to have on your team? So that could go one of two ways. It could be like, I hate playing against this guy because he's a goon and I always have to look over my shoulder or it could be because they're so damn good and I'd rather have them on my team. And I think that goes for one and two. Number one, Brad Marchand. Nobody can stand the guy if he's not on your team. And then number two is Connor McDavid. Nobody can stand the guy if he's not on your team for a different reason. Uh, Nathan McKinnon does show up on there at 5.3%. And again, I feel like this is another one Kale McCarr is going to be on in a year or two. I don't know. I think he doesn't. Nathan McKinnon's an agitator. Kale McCarr is not. He's a rectifier. Like, yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah, he he gets out there and like he'll he'll pay the receipts and he'll settle the score. But Nathan McKinnon goes out there and just makes you like he aggravates you. He does things that makes you look silly. Like he's got that personality that you're just like if you don't shut up. Like yeah. I, I I understand that one. Yeah, yeah. And finally, which NHL player could make it in another sport? And these are all low percentages. So again, I really want to see where all the other there's 76% of other votes on here. I want to see because this is fun. You have uh, Joe Pavelski who wins this thing at 4% uh, playing golf. Apparently Joe Pavelski is a really good golfer. Uh, but you have other ones in here, Anders Lee in football, Zdeno Chara in basketball. That would make sense. Um, who else? Greg McKegg. <laughs> yeah. Brian Reeves in football. Uh, and that's really it. But, I mean, Nathan McKinnon's a good golfer. Yeah, he had Joseph, I know he's not on, I know he's not on the Avalanche anymore. Tyson Joseph is a good golfer, too. So Yeah. <clears throat> um, there's a couple more on here if you want to go check it out. It's just kind of a fun thing that they do. I'm looking forward to, again, to kind of like pump up the athletic, not that they need it. They do one in the offseason, too. That's a lot of fun where they talk about the refs. Uh, they get mm-hmm. into more on who they completely hate as an opponent. Usually, Marshan has that running away. Like, they do a really good one in the offseason, too. So, we'll yeah, they do. For that one. And this is good because you can go back. They've been doing this since 2017, 2018, and you can check those uh those polls as well for this thing right here so um it's good stuff i bet you barkoff wasn't on last year's list (laughs) i don't know how he snuck in there so bizarre but whatever very weird yeah all right everybody avs and uh nashville tonight so uh kyle and i will be back tomorrow to discuss all that avs get a point in any fashion they have set the new record the new bar for most points for the franchise. So let's get that. Get Miko back. They don't have sorrows. That's true. Things are looking good. Yeah, he's shut down for the rest of the year. I mean, it's only a couple games, but um, yeah, he won't be there. So, and you're on home ice. 
which is your last home ice game of the year before the playoffs start. So uh, let's let's have the the final game of the season at Ball Arena be a victory. Um, all right, guys, that will wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in and making your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Go check out Locked On NHL. Make it make out your second listen of the day. Get caught up in everything going on around the league. Until tomorrow, he's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Kyle Sullivan, make sure you join his uh, Twitter space while the game is going on. Uh, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!